The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. <laughs> Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, Bill Bush on early break. Fun show so far. Check out the podcast at theticketfm.com. You can always watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Call or text 402-464-5685. Our show sponsored by Gain of Trucking. You're on round two of the Groundhog Day cake that Bill brought in for us. Yeah, you think the first hour was fun. Now. now the sugar kicks in, huh? The yeah. sugar from the cake kicks We're in. We're turning now. it up a notch. Oh, we are. Yeah. You got coffee and your cake. Yeah, I'm. So he's got I'm caffeine and sugar. Who? And your media guide, which you go to quite often. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> he brings a media guide in every day and opens it to some random person. I go, what is? It goes, I don't know. I just bring it in here every day. So we have a media guide, <laughs> just so, in case. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, it, it's used a few times a year. Yeah, you know, we bring it up on the show, and that's that's yeah. how we operate. Usually to look back at a year that we can't exactly remember what happened, you know, you know, like 2001, yeah, yeah. 2003, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So uh, how are you guys doing? Important. How are you guys doing? We're doing well because Punxsutawney Phil saw a shadow yeah. six more weeks six of winter. That's weeks. the news this morning. Yeah, that's, that's the, the news. news. That is the story. We had breaking news yesterday yes. of Tom Brady during the show officially retiring. And today breaking news of Punxsutawney Phil seeing his shadow six more weeks of winter. Yeah. Which that, you said the calendar would show you that, and we say no, no, no. Punxsutawney Phil tells us that. Okay. All right. And and next year I will be there. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're sending Bill out for a a report. He's like gonna a be, roving report. He's going to be a roving reporter. Yes, like but, Les Nessman from WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, and you yeah. you drive the ticket van. I'll out drive there. the ticket van out to Punxsutawney. Yes, I'll uh, give live reports all the way through. Yes. Don't 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 think this isn't going to happen. It is going to happen. Yeah. I, yeah. Matter of fact, we, maybe we can raffle off or some sort of deal for who's going to travel with. Who's going with Coach get Bush? Some, to get, to some, get some time. fans. See if we can get three or four people together. I got to say, that would actually that be, would be a fun, fun trip. That'd be a fun trip, yeah. yeah. As yeah. long as everything yeah. you know. That'd be outstanding. I, mean, I, I disparage Bill sometimes, um, but that would be fun. I mean, it would be fun. So when, the most disparaging when does that happen? When I when you're not, when I'm not around, obviously. <laughs> but that is true. Like that, we, I told you guys the other day, as in the coaching world, when you leave the room, they're talking about we you. We disparage each other to our yeah. face all the time. Yes. Yeah, how many times? Have, how many times have you disparaged me about no football or haircut? Haircut. Hygiene. Take on your face. Hygiene. Take on your face. All of that. Yeah. And I say what? Yeah, we're gonna throw hands. Yeah, throw hands. You yeah. haven't thrown hands yet today. Yeah. You, you yeah. said it before the show we're throwing hands. I haven't seen any I, hands. I got that saying from Bill. 
Yeah, hey, I had we're going to we're going to throw hands. Yeah, throw hands. I had to throw that at him one time. <laughs> Is that on the rock at uh, Shoemakers? No. <laughs> no. It's been several times. <laughs> we're going to throw hands. <laughs> Just well, it usually came it all became up because of no football. No, generally so no football. That. Yeah, that's it. we didn't play football. We have callers. Yeah, yes. okay. Let's just we, do that. Yeah, we have a topic we want to get to, but we do have a, a caller first. We want to who has, has a question. John. Yeah. John, you're on an early break. You've got a question for us. Go ahead, John. I do. First of all, you guys are absolutely outstanding. The three of you together just are funny. You're uh, fun to listen to. Makes my day. It's Wow, thank you, John. Well, John, that's really nice for you to say that. I appreciate that. I'm just kind of – I really don't know what I'm doing, but these guys are pros, so like that. So. <laughs> thank you for that acknowledgement. Okay, here's my question. Bill, and it's kind of for you, but all, all of you, I think, probably have input. If it's a football-based so, question or anything like that, you want to go to me. The other guys are no football. <laughs> so fire away, yep, John. Okay. All right, so the inception of uh, the recruiting um, – um, companies that rate players on on with stars the star rating sure how accurate are those and how do you guys as a coach do you use them and i guess i'm curious if you, you know do you make as i used to coach some high school football so i was like i'm always like eh, a little bit leery of of people uh you know putting that down on kids and and so on and so forth but anyway i'll just listen to your your answer thank you john thank you that's a great question it comes up a lot there there is definitely validity to it because if you look at in the last i think i think alabama yesterday was like the last 13 years they had 10 of the number one class or something of that nature so in all those the teams that are playing really well they have the highest ranking classes there's always going to be busts within those but you'll say overall it has to matter. It has to be somewhat matter of accuracy because those teams that have all the really good players to start off four years ago, if you went back and look at Georgia's roster from three or four years ago, that recruiting class was really good. Yep. And so, uh, as by stars, it yep. was still good. There's no, there, you really can't bite back on that. You can't that. bite. You, you really can't. But with that, there's always going to be errors in, within that group. And generally, there's always going to be bias. It's like, so who's the number one recruiting class? Who's the 20th recruiting class? whatever is 34th, whatever it is, there's always going to be some bias in there because basically it's, it's, it's based off of the star system. It's like, it's just, and then, but the difference is, is, is how many do you sign makes a difference in how your ratings go. There's a lot of them that just say, we just take your top 20. So if you sign 36, you don't get credit for the whole 36. You get, so there's different ways to do it. Yes. When you're recruiting and if you're a, a coach and you sign four guys, say you sign them and generally our great programs know that the program signs them. It's not so much you sign them. If you get into that, that me stuff, then that's a bad way to that's go trouble. through trouble. Bad way to go through life. But if you do that, there's never a time when it's just like you're sitting there going like, "Okay, Bill, you got four guys." He goes, "Oh yeah, I think they're really good. I got two non-rated and two, two and two, two three stars." No, you're going to be more excited if on your on your resume that there is a or not resume, but on your on your docket mm-hmm. that that you had two four stars, two three stars, whatever it is. That so it's a little bit there. But the overall picture of it is how much do you know about them? How much how much information do you have on them? But if you want to judge who a great recruiter is or whose staff is really good, you just go back. And so if you want to look at wherever this obviously this this place is close to everyone, you can go back and look. Just go back to four years ago or five years ago. 
see what the ranking was, and see where those 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 players panned out. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you go back to. You would take South Carolina, take any team, just go back five, four or five years. Okay, I'm going to do this right that's now. That's how you find out who's really good. So I go back to 2019 okay. recruiting rankings. Number one, oh, this, yeah, it bears go. out what – it bears out what Bill just said. The number one recruiting class in the country in in the year 2019, uh, Alabama. Okay. Who follows that? Georgia. Next. Texas. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M. That didn't work out. LSU Tigers. Um, now, but I now we should we should do this too. Number one this year, Alabama. 19 four-stars, by the way. When in doubt, it's Bammer. 19 four-stars. 19. 19 four-stars, Alabama. Okay, they're number one. Georgia's number two, 18 four-stars. By the way, Alabama, go back to Alabama, seven five-stars, 19 four-stars. Hello. Not bad. They, and they have 28 total commits, which is big, big class. So they're numero uno. Um, Georgia's number two, four five-stars, 18 Four, uh, excuse me, four five stars, 18 four stars. Texas third, uh, four five stars, 11, four five stars, 11 four stars. I, I don't like getting into all this. I'm not going down, I'm not going to do the entire thing. But Nebraska is 29th, zero five stars, four four stars. And I do think. But there is always going to be um, some version of it that's based off of. The star system. Well, also the star system. Someone has to give those to them. So, if you you, you can also bump people up in that that then, then there's always a battle going on. If also he's a three star, he should that, be a four star. Right. And there's always a fight. And to coaches try to and coaches will actively call yeah. the services. People that that they they want to get that bumped up. Yeah, Jake. Now, Bill. Me and Jake, I think, have always or for the last few years, have had a very healthy attitude towards this we don't dismiss the star we don't ratings but we just consider them a data point mm-hmm. i would agree with one that. data yeah, point. it's just a data point and the way i look at it is you guys you coaches coaches you're if you're hitting 50 percent, you're doing really well in recruiting you're, you're gonna miss a lot you're gonna miss a lot right yeah you're gonna well, have they, to- so the star ratings are the, the guys who rate players with stars are gonna miss a lot of the time and it's not that's no disparagement it's a it's an inexact science. We see it in the NFL with quarterbacks. It's crazy how many misses there are at the quarterback position. It's like they're throwing darts, you know, with blindfolded. I mean, it's it's incredible to me how often they miss on that position. To, to, Am I crazy? No, you're not. And the, the best way to rank someone, you go back and just take any class from five years ago. Okay. You take the class and you find out were they good and were they good for you. Otherwise, it wasn't good recruiting. So it's like, whoa, we recruited him. He's really good. He transferred, and, he, and he, but he's still really good. Yeah. He has to be good for you in oh. recruiting. He has to be good at your school. You don't get to get the credit of this like – You don't? You know, no, you don't get the credit for some other school. It's like, you, know, it's like, you take no pleasure in that. It does no, you it's no not, good. You know, like, you know, Kyler Murray, yeah, A&M, we, yeah, that's our guy. We signed him. He won the Heisman at Oklahoma. Yep. And so you don't get you don't get to be it's what do you do for you uh, at that program that's what matters, but the thing you look at the most is when you get through the teams that will be very good will be the ones that if you if you sign this say you take the twenty five, and all of a sudden you're in year four 
and you've got 19 of them still on your roster. That's really good, right? That means you just crushed it. And, and maybe some of them are yeah. LR, maybe some of them are, are LRPs, limited role players. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're maybe they are a backup. Maybe they are, but they do really good things for your program. That's what you're looking for. That's why you have that those older teams, veteran teams. So you have to take a look at that. So I'd always go back and look at. And you can, I've never done it here, but you can go back and look five years and just say, who was signed? Who's still on the roster? That's 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 in four or five years, and that's you, and that's when they always have you know rivals used to always give out um, you know top twenty twenty five assistant coach recruiting. Yes. I, I was fortunate that worked out for me before, uh-huh. and 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 at the time it was like that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now it's like they should only be given out four years later. Yeah, that's when the, that's when the award should be given out because it's like no, you shouldn't get any sort of at that until you go oh let's guess see what? how it that, worked that Who, panned out pretty well. It panned yeah. out re- re- panned out really really well. Uh, for you now, I will say it, the, but for the schools that get somewhat robbed, they do deserve credit. So if you're at Kent State and you recruit someone and that guy's really, really good, and all of a sudden he transfers out and to he a goes bigger to, school, he goes to Georgia, and you yeah. kind of got robbed. No, you should get the you should get the 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 the, the cred for bringing that guy in. It's, it's just just worked out for a certain reason in in that direction. Mm-hmm. But like when I was at Utah State, oh, we would have got just pummeled. I mean, we would have got the, the players. Pummeled in what way? The players we would have lost to the portal would have been. To, you're losing them to yeah. bigger schools. Yeah, we had Bobby Wagner. You know, yeah. Oh, gosh. We had, I mean, Hell of a linebacker right yeah, there. Yeah, he played all four years. But my point is, was, but you would have lost Bobby oh, Wagner to USC or pretend, yeah, somebody it, like yeah, that. Yeah. Oregon yeah, it, would have swooped in it, with it, it Nike been, money. It would have been brutal. Right? Mm. Yeah, it, it would have been brutal. Yeah. Now you know what NIL can stave some of that. Mm, it'll be hard because those smaller schools don't have the NIL operations no, in place. No, that's going to screw them. Get some a great will. He's gone. Now some will. See the thing about NIL is it's so random. I mean, there'll be a rando little school that has a big NIL operation because they have a big booster who's willing to do whatever it takes. But that. But th- th- there's a lot of schools that won't have that in place. Nebraska can stave off other suitors with their NIL operation. Well, yeah, you can leave, but we can do this for you. So maybe you should reconsider. I mean, Jamari Butler went into the portal. He came back. And then came back. Now, I don't know exactly what happened there. Maybe it was as simple as O'Shaw Mathis told him, hey, I know you're in the portal, but I'm leaving. So maybe reconsider. Or Garrett Nelson said to him, hey, I am – I'm considering leaving. You might consider staying because you're going to get a lot of playing time. Is that is are those scenarios plausible? That could that could be. I really have no insight on. on no, yeah, I know you don't. How, I know we handled that, but there's that. Also, there was a coaching change. Yes. So it might be. It's like, hey, I'm going to go in, but that doesn't mean you have to leave. Good point. So you don't have. That, that's like I'm just going. Good point. I'm just going to dip my toe. Yeah. I'm just going to stand and wait till the new staff comes in, get to it's, meet them. Yeah. Now, I would imagine most likely my hypothesis would be would be that. New staff came in. They got along very well with him. He's like, "Oh, I'm I'm good. I have a great plan. They have a plan for me. I like these guys. I'm stepping back out." But I don't know that. Well, I mean, you can speculate, and I I would speculate that the new staff came in, looked at the edge position. O'Shawn Mathis leaving, Garrett leaving, mm-hmm. Caleb Tanner graduating. Those guys are very good players, critical players. We need you, Jamari. Wouldn't Matt Rule staff say, "Hey, we can't um, lose you. We've already lost we, three. We, we, Come on, yeah." I mean. Join us play this year. You're yeah, gonna play. And I would credit Rule again. I said this in the six o'clock hour, but I'll say it again. I really appreciate how well he treats the current roster, how respectful he is of it. Um, how again, saying that the off he really likes what he has up front on offense. He likes the linemen. 
that the, the, the he likes the offensive linemen. Now, Bill, you don't pay attention to the media. We, they get bashed all the time, including by us. You, you were really oh, yeah. hard on them. Uh, well, they've, they've had some problems. <laughs> to be I fair. Know. Yeah, it, but but then, then what does Rule say yesterday? I'll, he says I'll, they're great. You said you yeah, like, I'll reiterate. He likes the line. I'll reiterate. His quote yesterday on the second national signing day where he covered a lot of ground, he said, I think the pre- – Again, I'm going to ask him about this today. I'm going to talk to Rule today. I think the previous staff did a really good job with the big guys, the offensive linemen. He has said that on two or three occasions now. It's not necessarily the sentiment of the fan base. It's not. Or the media, the local media. He can assess it his own, his own way. His own way. Isn't it interesting, though, that he says it that? Is, he likes those guys. Now, a lot of those guys – they still got plenty of time left to be good. And that's what he says. He goes, I'm not going to – you know what else that was interesting yesterday? He was asked the question, and it's a very standard question, of where – what places on the roster do you need to address? He said, I'm not going to do that. These are 18-year-olds. A lot of these – I'm not going to identify positions that we need to address. A lot of these guys are developing. They're still young guys. So I'm not going to get into that conversation. It's sort of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's a it's a good way to look at it. Probably it's a healthy way for a coach to look at it. Yeah, around the country yesterday, I want to get to this around actually, the in, country. In the, it's actually in the Big Ten specifically. I, I think this caught people's attention. Um, Kirk Ferentz in Iowa was talking with the media, okay. and he said he does not anticipate any staff. We're changes. shifting gears here. Now. We are good. shifting gears. A hard good. shift. So we've got, we're cool. shifting gears. Okay. Hard shift. Yeah, hard shift. Meanwhile, at Iowa. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm shifting gears. Yes. Just stay with me. Okay. Yeah. Play along. I'm okay. following. I'm, or, Kirk, I'm, I'm with you. Kirk Ferentz uh, says he's not anticipating any staff changes, which, of course, was not exactly very popular with Iowa fans who do not like Brian Ferentz. Brian Ferentz did not have a good year last year for Iowa. The offense was struggling. I think Petrus had, what, five touchdown passes last season, Spencer Petrus, and then they had Padilla One of the worst play. offenses in the country. Right. Now, some of that was due to injury. I'm sure Kirk assessed it and remember as they as they started the season the Hawkeyes your beloved Hawkeyes I, not, I don't love them not your at all beloved actually Hawkeyes. it's the opposite of love Bill no no yeah he says that it's a weird it's, thing there's no love weird... after we beat him this year I did not get a text from Jake yeah. no, I didn't hear anything I'm, so, no, I'm sorry no, there's no way you would no because no, yeah it's devastating <laughs> no I was devastated really is that right I don't think so it's, yeah. it must be hard to be no you. it's not because you have no, to love carry Iowa. this this sort of facade there's no, there's no that you facade. have. There's no burden. It was a happy day. It will be a happy day going but forward. But anyway, Iowa legitimately was down to the nubs at receiver. And I'm sure Kirk is will say that in defense of his son. Remember, they moved Laporta to receiver. I mean, they were using Laporta as a receiver. Now, that's a tight end, and it's a, it's a great uh, – hey, I don't know about you, Bill, when you're scheming up Iowa. Laporta would scare the bejesus out of me. They were very good player. The, the the reason Iowa struggled clearly is nothing to do with receiver, running back, quarterback. It was O line. Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's what I was known for. That's what they were not. Bill, they were down to the nubs of receiver. Yeah. But that that but the main problem was the O line. That's what I'm telling you. Okay. And I know I know 
when you played 1981 Pop Warner football. I know that that, but still midget just, football. Yeah, actually, I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm just. It was called midget football. <laughs> I, the, you I guys can. To, I tried to handle it the right way. That's what I tried to do. All right, uh, now so you it saw was, it was you it, saw gla- it was called that in Columbus, Nebraska, midget it, football. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, it was glaring. It was the offensive line, the, with offensive the number line. one problem. Really? Yes. Which Not never, as good which as it never happened to that. When when things were say going well for them, you you guys watched a lot of years. I didn't of, of sure. Iowa against Nebraska. Things didn't go so well. Was it like what in the end of the game you just go, huh, receivers killed us, receivers killed us. We couldn't cover them. Nope. No, that's was was that ever, did that ever come up in conversations? <laughs> Throwing it out well, here no, to the non-football guys. I don't think so. Tight ends, tight ends. Yeah, Hawkinson and Fant hurts you badly. Yeah, yeah. They're good, but again, front guys, big guys. That was the difference that's because they couldn't run the football. They still had they still had adequate uh, at, at running back, but that's that was the reason why that they were less formidable. Yeah, it's over a hundred degrees in here. I Have just you turned it down. That? Well, here's the deal. I, I looked it's at over this. A, it's hit 80. I didn't realize that. I it's over 100 degrees in here right now. It is. It's hit 80. I've yeah. never seen it that high before. So I've, I've lowered it 16 degrees. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. we'll yeah. feel that. So place. anyway, back to Brian Ferentz. That is surprising. Now, it's kind of one of those things. I'll believe it when I see it that he's standing on the sideline calm plays next year. He says he anticipates no staff changes, which was, again, that was alarming to Iowa fans I yesterday. wonder what that was like in Iowa to be a beat writer. I'll tell you this. Uh, Scott Docterman, who you don't, you know. Yeah, the he, doctor. He simply reported this, and he had to, like, turn on his notifications to people, like, specific. He couldn't have anybody who wanted to comment. He, like, yeah. he made it a private tweet, basically. Because all the response that came in was like was yelling at him for a decision that Kirk Ferentz yeah. made. That's ugly. He announces what Ferentz says and has to put his own tweet about it, like privately. So because people are just killing him. It wasn't. It wasn't. That's not documents, but he's a reporter. It is an interesting dynamic there that Ferentz would make that move. Now he'll have to address it. Now it'll be now, and when he addresses it, we have to report on it because it's it's going to be fascinating to hear what. The boss says, "Right, yeah. I now can the boss talk about his son? Does it does it have to be Gary Barta, the AD, who addresses this? So it gets convoluted. That's why it's hard when you fire when you hire your family, right? Dear, you know, because yeah, Brian Ferentz again, yes, bad In, offensive line this year, but still, their offense was was really bad this season. Like really, well, they bad. were they were deficient at quarterback, receiver, <laughs> running back, and and as Bill pointed out, offensive line, line. <laughs> not, but not tight, but not at tight end. They, oh, had, good tight tight end. End. they had two good tight ends. Yeah. They had two good tight ends because that tight end that was playing when Laporta was down was good too. He was oh, really, very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. They'll 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 still fill the team of tight ends. Yeah, yeah they every year. Laporta, you can tell, is one of my favorite players. You know, he was their in the bowl game. He was their third string quarterback. I had, had the chance of in the. In the because uh, he was injured, Laporta. Yes, for us. Remember that? Yes, he was. Yes, yes he was. You look, you look like you were just mystified of what we were no. talking about. Just the game about three. Months. I'm always a little mystified. Yeah. by everything. But it, I, I'm walking by in the hotel and I see a guy with his with a jersey on, Laporta jersey on that. So I just stop in. And, excuse me, family. I'm his dad. I'm like, oh wow. Oh, team go, hotel. Yeah, I go. I go. Do you have a chance? They, they, they obviously were staying there also. So you have a chance to talk for a second. He goes, Oh yeah, because I'm Bill Bush, defensive coordinator. Said, Wow, your son. Congratulations. Yeah, really, really, oh, really, 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 really cool. I thought, no, no, he came here on a trip. He came to Nebraska. On did a trip. did yeah, he? He did. Yeah, don't say we, this. We talked about that. We talked about that with him. But he was. But I had a great visit with him. He was. He was out. You know, he was awesome. He was just like, Oh, I appreciate that. And I, I told him what it, what I saw through what he'd done. And I obviously had the huge. His he carried him against Minnesota. 
He basically won the Minnesota game for him by himself. He's so good carrying the ball after a catch. Yeah. Runs it like a running back, yeah. kind of. That's been the case for a lot of their, their tight yeah. ends. I mean, Noah Fan was great after getting the ball. Tom Hawkinson. Hawkinson was beautiful. These are two first-round tight ends the same year. That, I, I've never heard that in my entire life. It doesn't happen. Hawkinson and Fan. They were yeah. drafted. They were both in the same exact year, first-round picks. That yeah. does not happen. I don't know if Laporta – I don't see Laporta projected in the first round. I don't either, but I think he's still so. top three rounds. Yeah, so there's just, someone who ever recruited those two tight ends? That's who you look at. Okay, that's good recruiting. What they did, how they developed, they, they how they saw them, all those things. You, when you get somebody to get two first rounders, that's 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 impressive. And also, they're it doing is. it at the next level too. Yeah, they are. Yeah, all those guys: Kittle, yeah. Fant, Hawkinson. Yes. Yeah, they are. And Laporta will long do long it. Careers. Laporta will do it. Be fun to play with Kittle. I would love to play with Kittle. Would you? It looks like I, I guarantee you. You don't have to ask him to practice. No, that dude loves football. He likes football. You can tell. There, there's an example of loves of love football. Like that. Hey, you got. I don't know if I want. To, I don't want to practice on Wednesday. I guarantee you he practiced on Wednesdays, Thursdays, whatever. He was a dude. Yeah. That part of the equation is fascinating to me because I think a lot of people assume that all these guys love. It. Absolutely not. Right. No. Some of them love. George some, Kittle does. Love it. Some of them love it much. I love when some 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 player would be like, you know, trust me, coach. I'm ready. I'm so ready. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to have you ready on Tuesday. That'd have been fun. <laughs> try, try, try getting ready to play on Tuesday and Wednesday before you. Nah, trust me, Coach. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know what? We're always ready. Have you we're, noticed we're that? All, hey, this show. No, no, you had it was last Wednesday. My sister noted it. Yeah, that's when you were kind of down. We talked about it's it. Fourth and one today. It, yes, yeah, it's for, yeah, been fourth and one ever yeah. since yeah. that day. Yeah. Brutally honest. Yes, yes he is. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, what goes through Tim Miles's head when he sees the oh, basketball yeah. right oh, now? Oh yeah. Hey, let's get into this one. Let's get into this one. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. <laughs> 